What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro. And on today's IBG episode, want to touch base with you guys here in the spring rush, trying to squeeze in some um, in-between guest episodes, uh, in-between all the guests that, that we have with Synced Live event that we were at uh, back in February in Atlanta with uh, Paul Jameson and Jeremiah Jennings. We were at Pod Row, and we were... Uh, podcasting away all day, um, day and a half, technically, because it's a day and a half uh, trade show. So more to come about Synced Live and Pod Row and all the great stuff we have coming on, coming down the line in the future. Um, so I want to squeeze in, you know, some some more stuff here. It's I kind of feel a little out of it because I haven't really recorded too many fresh episodes. Um, I got so far ahead with guests and IBG episodes over the winter, which is a good, good goal, good um, thing to do. I know lots of other podcasting peers of mine have done, done the same thing over the years. And that's, that's something I strive to do, but I'm not always as successful doing it because, you know, I still get pretty busy and stay pretty busy throughout the winter with lawn care, as well as just social media content creation and, and, and family as well. I try to do as much as I can to kind of get caught up then because as we know when the spring rush comes as it has now here in central virginia um uh, mid to late march mid to end of march it uh, it gets crazy and it's really hard to squeeze in time to make these episodes but my goal so you know whether you're a podcaster or you want a podcast or just in general for life maybe you could take something some value out of this potentially but my goal it has been you know, back over the winter when I got started to get really far ahead in content, my goal was to continue to record the same amount of episodes every week. So my goal, because at one point I was literally recording two episodes a week to put them out the following week, you know, like it, it became a scramble, you know, not, not, nothing like, oh, let me record an episode for tomorrow. Like, I mean, I think I've definitely been there, done that at least once over the last couple of years, two years or whatever it's been now, the last uh, 200 something episodes that, that we're into now. Um, I know some some other folks, you know, uh, that you guys may or may not listen to have are, are uh, that's kind of like par for the course for them as well. Trying to squeeze in those late night podcasts for the next morning upload. Yeah, Mr. Producer loves that, I know. Um, but with all that being said... When I, when I started to get ahead, I wanted to still continue to record two episodes a week, whether that's these kind of IBG episodes where I'm talking about a specific topic um, going on in my life, business or whatever, and or, you know, interviewing somebody, um, you know, like local or, or uh, you know, virtual, you know, through Zoom or something like that. Um, either way, I want to con- wanted to continue the same trend or the same um, the same rhythm, the same routine of recording two episodes every week. So this way I will always be ahead that that's the plan anyway, you know, but the last couple of weeks I haven't recorded or probably for almost a month now, I don't think I've recorded two in a week. I've recorded one here and there, but not two. So I'm a little rusty because, you know, it's a spring rush, you know, March spring came real early, like the first week of March, the grass was already getting green and starting to grow. And I'm like, what in the world? This has never happened. Um, you know, 
at the earliest, the end of March, maybe we're, we're cutting grass. And usually that's, you know, we're, we're, we're chopping at the bit anyway to get out there and start cutting grass. But the beginning of March, no, no, because we're still trying to get mulch done. If, if not just starting in some cases, I try to start mulch in February just for this very specific reason, because, you know, being around nine years, all kinds of weird things happen over the years, not having to cut grass the first week of March. That's never happened before, but Hey, it's first time for everything. Apparently, you know, rookie for life, right? Uh, still always learning new things. Um, but all other random stuff could still come up and could delay things, whether it be staffing issues or crazy weather, you know, get a freak snowstorm or something just randomly, you know, the beginning of March and, and it's, it's, it just kind of lingers, you know, that everything's just kind of cold and stays frozen for a week or two and sets you back for, for putting mulch down. So I always try to start as early as I can in February, again, weather permitting, like if there is snow, then we can't. So, I mean, if it's a mild winter, like it has been for the past several years, I try to get started as early as possible, but, uh, you know, just to be as prepared as you can, but you can never be prepared to start cutting grass the first week of March, even here in you know, central Virginia, Richmond, Midlothian area. That's just not normally a thing. So that's what happened to us. But I still waited, you know, a couple of weeks. I waited till like, you know, the second week of March. People were like emailing me like, hey, our grass is growing like crazy, especially in the back. You know, when are you going to come? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I already sent my emails at the beginning of March. Like, hey, it looks like we're going to have to start cutting soon. I'm going to try and start prioritizing some folks where grass is really overgrown and squeeze people in here and there in between mulch. We're still trying to get all your mulch done. So, you know, we're doing the best we can. And, you know, communication is always the key, I, I, I believe, with so many things in life and especially with business. Just let people know, but people are still emailing me like, Hey, can, can you, you know, are you going to be able to come out and, and, and do us anytime soon and blah, blah, blah. So I was really kind of case by case basis. And I would drive around, you know, um, every couple of days at the, after we were done for the day, you know, I'd drop everybody off and then I'd go drive around and do property checks, you know, while it was still light out, um, and see who looked like they really needed to cut desperately and try to throw them on a schedule and squeeze them in here and there. And, but it wasn't until like the middle of March that we were full blown back into mowing, you know, our, all of our, all of our lawns every day, uh, every week and still trying to squeeze in mulch. So now, you know, we've been down to like one day a week for mulch, um, because we, we mow four days a week. So, uh, fortunately the weather has been in our favor. It hasn't gotten too rainy yet because it's really not technically spring yet, but whatever. Um, April showers bring May flowers, right? That's typically how it goes in, in, in a large portion of the country anyway. So, you know, we're, we're trying to get all of the mulch done before April so that, um, when it starts raining more often, because it'll, you know, once it's like super official spring, um, legitimate calendar spring or whatever. I mean, the planet just does, does whatever. It doesn't care about what we deem as spring. Um, but you know, once it really starts raining a lot more and it, and it stays warm consistently every day throughout the night and all that, I mean, the grass is really going to pop off and it, you know, we can't afford to, you know, to miss anything and we won't really be able to squeeze in mulch because then we'll, we'll, we'll we won't have any, any wiggle room. So right now we're really trying to get it all done. And I say all that to say that that's why it's been a little bit more difficult for me to stay on top of my strategy slash routine or whatever you want to call it of two, ep two recordings per week. But I digress. And here we are seven minutes in just talking about who knows what at this point, but, uh, <laughs> I am recording an episode a little rusty, I guess. Um, I mean, I'm all about rabbit holes and diverging and all that normally anyway, but 
I'm just trying to get back in the flow here. So on this episode, I wanted to just talk about, since it is, you know, spring rush and the beginning of the season for me, and I know a lot of you folks as well, and, and maybe the rest of you getting geared up to be doing that soon. Um, there's going to be a lot of new people contacting you, right? I would imagine, um, unless you just don't have any contact information out there, but I would imagine most of you, if not all of you that are listening to this podcast want to grow or are still, you know, you you get contacted constantly by people no matter what, even if you're just, you know, if it's the neighbor coming over and asking you for a quote, you know, you're cutting their, their, you know, you're cutting your customer's yard and their neighbor comes over or someone drives by and sees you and, you know, it's just that time of year. Everybody's looking for a bargain. Everyone's looking to get some some stuff done around their house and so on. And they want to know what services you offer. Can you give me a quote? How much would you charge for a property just like this? Yeah, mine looks just like that. And you go over and it looks nothing like that. It's got a fence and trampoline and swing set. And you're like, come on, you know, five different trees all periodically placed that have to be edged around. You're like, oh yeah, just like that one, right? Sure. You know, that's what got to learn those lessons sometimes the hard way fast um, and, and just not fall into those traps. But, uh, you know, never give people quotes on the spot like that. Always get contact information or give them a business card so they can contact you if they're serious. And uh, that's the best way, because when you're in the midst of trying to cut your, you know, your hopefully loyal clients property or whatever you're doing, you know, putting down mulch or whatever you're doing, Maybe the whole the whole thing, you know, you're trimming the bushes, putting the mulch down and cutting the grass, whatever. Um, and then someone could, drives by, how much you charge? For one, that's most likely not someone you want. If that's the only thing, the first thing they, first and only thing they blurt out, they walk up to you and say the same thing, whatever. But what you should do is have a business card handy. So you just whip that out your pocket and say, here you go. Send us, you know, um, get contact us and we'll, we'll give you a quote, you know, like, cause one, you don't have time to be de- dealing with that. And two, if they're really serious, they will contact you. And if they're really serious, they probably wouldn't be blurting that stuff out anyway. All of my ideal clients, that's not how they approach me. And that's not, um, you know, like, like they don't just walk up to me or drive by me and blurt stuff like that out. You know, if they do, if they're walking their dog or something, they do walk up to me and say, hey, you know, we live down the street and you do a great job here. Can you give us a quote? We're looking for, for someone to take care of our property. Sure. Yeah. Here's a business card. If you want to reach out to me, then I can, uh, I can give you a quote, you know, at, at a later date, or I can stop by, um, you know, at the end of the day or whatever, after we're done with this property type deal. And it just kind of separates a lot of things. Right. Um, so it gives you, it gives you some filters, a buffer, things like that, you know, kind of get the, the people that are serious a chance to, let them let you know that they're serious and get rid of all the tire kickers instead of wasting your time talking to those people. Again, I've learned my lessons the hard way, but with all that being said, what, um, what's something that I, I think, I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast. Maybe I should have double checked that before I recorded this. Hold on. Okay. No, I, I just checked. By the way, if you're curious, if you're ever looking to search up information on a podcast or a specific podcast episode or podcast itself, you can search at least on Spotify. I don't know about the other platforms, but on Spotify, you can go to your favorite podcast or, or the one that you're listening to currently like this one, and you can go type in the search box all the way at the top, anything. So I typed in client 
and two episodes came up and I got nervous for a second. They're like, oh no, I just wasted 11 minutes. <laughs> but no, um, w- one of them that scared me, it's customers versus clients. So that's, if you don't know about that, that's episode 110. If you didn't listen to that, go ahead and listen to that after this. We won't go down that rabbit hole, but that's uh, customers versus clients. This one that I want to discuss is what is what what is preferred or what 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 it what, what matters more to you i guess um the ideal client or the ideal lawn right because sometimes or most of the time they're not both together you know you it, that that's that's like the that's the the golden goose right there if you can have your ideal client with an ideal lawn but a lot of times you have an ideal client you know someone that doesn't ever complain about anything. They're happy with everything you do. You know, they appreciate the value. Uh, they pay you on time. You know, if, if you don't autom- automatically already have a credit card on file or what, whatever, and you just still do the regular way of invoicing, sending an invoice out and um, expecting to get a check in the mail or something like that. But they do all that like promptly, you know, as promptly as you would like and, you know, whatever, like, um, they don't nickel and dime you with prices. You know, they, they, uh, they, they want more than just one random service from you if you offer more than one service, right? They're just, they're just great people, right? They come out and they, they give you, you know, give you a gate, an ice cold Gatorade in the hot summer or something or an ice pop, you know, like whatever, like I, ideal, you know, so many, you name it, th- that's them, you know, the ideal client, right? Hey guys, if you haven't heard yet, Equip Expo has opened up their registration for 2023 in October. So if you want to save 15%, you can click on the link in the episode description to save 50% off registration. Or if you're already on the website, you can enter in promo code. You can enter LCR in the promo code spot. Again, 50% off. The link is in the episode description or enter promo code LCR. Hope to see you there. Toro's brand new battery-powered Revolution Series products are changing the lawn care industry. With all-day runtime from the innovative Hypercell battery system, you can expect to power through your entire day, every day. Head to revolution.toro.com to see how Toro is transforming the game with the latest equipment innovations. Or click the link tree in the episode description to get you there fast. Versus the the non-ideal client where... Um, they are just, you know, every, the opposite of everything else I just said, right. You know, they, they nitpick every little thing, they nickel and dime your prices, try to get a deal all the time, try to get you to come out every other week or skip a week when you really shouldn't be. And just to save a buck here and there, you know, they come out there and they, you know, kicking around the grass, looking for one, one random blade that just didn't get cut and pops back up. Like, look, the tire just pressed this down, but it's not really cut. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. And you're just like, oh man, they got their check in there. They got your, your check in their hand, you know, while they're doing all this, like holding it hostage and all that stuff. Like, you know, those, those, those are the non-ideal clients I would imagine for anyone. I know they are for me. Um, so, then there's the lawns, the ideal lawn, right? There's, you know, not a gazillion obstacles, not loaded with dog poop, um, nice, you know, weed free, tall fescue or whatever is your grass of choice that you enjoy cutting in your area. Obviously, not everyone has tall fescue, depending on what region of the country you're in. Um, but you just, you know, just nice, really nice, lush grass, 
you know, virtually or, or completely weed free stripes perfectly nice, you know, regular size, like square, you know, shapes so that you can make any kind of straight pattern that you want perfectly fine. Um, you know, you can just, uh, you know, no fence, you don't have to overthink anything, not a ton of trimming or edging, you know, just, it's relatively flat, just, just really nice, you know, easy. I mean, I, I can't even think of any other easy or good or, you know, ideal situations for an ideal lawn, but all those, I'm sure there might be some more, by the way, there's a new feature on Spotify at the bottom of this episode. Um, you can look at it right now and there's a Q and a spot. You can actually click reply and you can, you can say something, you can type whatever you want. You can ask me a question or you can respond to this episode, something I said. So let's, let's, let's try that out. And what, what are, what are some examples of your ideal lawn? Um, what are some examples of your ideal client or the opposite? What are some examples of your non-ideal clients or non-ideal lawns, like the worst lawn ever, right? So, you know, the, for me, that'd be the opposite of what I just said. A non-ideal lawn would be loaded with weeds. They don't care about, you know, getting it taken care of. You know, I offer that service, but you know, they don't want, they, they don't want that service or anyone else to give that service. They only want it cut. Uh, I, I forgot to mention that too, you know, ideal lawn, like you're cutting it every week, you know, so the, you know, the non-ideal lawn, they, they don't want it cut every other week. If it's all weeds, it probably doesn't need to be cut every week. Um, in the spring and fall, but in the summer when weeds are popping off because they love the, the heat and the moisture and it retains it all. And then you're cutting it and it's super tall and thick and it's just obliterating underneath your deck and just getting it all caked up with nasty weed, you know, debris. And it's just disgusting as if you know, you know, you know, and you, they want you coming every other week or once a month or whatever, like, um, you know, dog poop everywhere getting it all over your mower tires, tons of mulch beds to edge around, all kinds of other random obstacles. You got to use a, a hodgepodge of different mowers. You can't just use one size mower because the gate's too small, but they got a massive backyard. So you got to use the 21 or a 30 if you have one and you're walking back and forth taking way too long when you could just get back there with a 36 or a 48. That would be great, you know, but you can't. Or maybe there's crazy hills, death death defying hills that are super sketchy and you got to walk something back there, you know, um, fence, what, what I, I think I already said that I'm just listening to all kinds of terrible things, all the different things that, that I've experienced, unfortunately, um, you know, rocks and water, all kinds of hazards, you know, things, trampolines, you got to trim around and swing sets and all this crazy stuff, right? Like that to me is a non-ideal lawn comment below. Um, on this episode, what your non-ideal lawns are, right? So, so my question is, and I want you to actually answer this in the, um, let's, let's test this out here, you know, answer this in the, in the episode and the, the Q and a reply. My question to you is what is more important to you, the ideal client or the ideal lawn, right? Because you can't always choose both. Uh, you can't always get both is what I mean, but you can usually choose one or the other. Like what, 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 what is more important to you? What matters more? What is, you know, more or less of a headache, you know, like for me, I would say the answer is client, ideal client, because I can deal with a headache yard 
but having a headache client is is probably not something that you can deal with. It's just really stressful to deal with um, the pers the non ideal client that I listed earlier. You know, the one that's you know nitpicking everything, texting you, calling you. You know, when are you coming? You know, it's like you know your their scheduled day is Wednesday or something, and it's like two o'clock in the afternoon, and they're texting you. Are you still coming today? When are you? What time are you going to be here? And you're like, dude, I still have hours left in the day. I'm working my way down the list. Like, I'll be there. Don't worry. Like, can't be there eight a.m. for you all, every every Wednesday. You know, some someone's got to be first. Someone's got to be last. Me personally, I try to switch it up so it's not the same person first and the same person last because sometimes people don't want you cutting the grass at 8 a.m. Sometimes people don't want you being there at 5 p.m. or whenever is the, the end of your day cutting their grass. You know, the kids are coming home, this, you know, coming from work, they want to come home, just see it all done or whatever. Like, you know, so you can kind of feel that out with with your people as well. Um, but I just try to alternate. I, I try to not have the exact same schedule all the time. I usually flip flop. So the first people end up being last sometimes, and the last people end up being first sometimes. Give people a different look, and it, it freaks them out because they they get to know your routine just like you get to know their routines of when they come and go and garbage day and all this stuff when you're there every week. Um, so I try to switch it up, right? So that so that so it's, I feel like that's only fair. Um, you know, I mean, I could charge a premium. That's a thing, right? Oh, if you want to be, get, be cut on Friday, here's the premium price. Oh, you want to be cut first thing in the morning? Here's the premium price. Like, but then, you know, that those slots get filled up quick. And, you know, that's, I feel like that's unfair for all the other people. Like you can't, you can't do that for everybody. You can't cut everybody on Friday at 8, at 8 a.m. or whatever. So um, anyway, uh, where was I going with that? Having an, a, uh, uh, an ideal client to me is more important. Someone that's not going to be texting me and calling me, harassing me about all the silly things, you know, nitpicking stuff, nickel and dime my prices, you know, all the things that I said, like that, that is stressful and a huge headache for me. And I don't want to deal with people like that. Um, I had to deal with people like that all the time in retail management and it wore me down to a pulp. Like I didn't even, I didn't even recognize who I was anymore. I was like literally having like a, a life crisis and had to press the hard reset button uh, on my life and quit and, and start my own business, which was this lawn and landscape business that I have. Well, now lawn care business. Um, and, and when I first started, I did a little bit of everything, but now I focus only on lawn care with a little bit of landscape, like, you know, trimming bushes and, and mulch. That's just landscape maintenance. But we're heavy on the mowing and the fertilization we control, aerating and seeding and all that stuff, all the turf maintenance. Um, but so I transitioned into that. And I definitely, now that I, I am in control of my own everything, you know, my schedule, what clients I take on, you know, what, what I tolerate, you know, employees, all that stuff, it's all under my control. I don't have some boss's 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 boss that's in control or some company, you know, policy that is in control that I may or may not agree with. It's my own policy, you know, my own company policy that I created and so on and so forth. So I'm I'm definitely not going to allow these nasty people and these non-ideal clients to treat me like I, I I shouldn't be treated, you know, like so for me it's ideal clients. I'll deal with an ideal client's not so ideal lawn over dealing with a non-ideal client and an ideal lawn. Because also a lot of times your ideal client will do whatever they can to have an ideal lawn, meaning they're going to, you know, pay for, they're, they're going to want 
additional services that you offer to try and keep their lawn cleaned up, you know, like as far as like, um, you know, weeds, right. They're going to probably want their weeds to be treated. Whether if you don't offer that, they're going to have another company take care of it. So they're going to want their lawn to be lush and beautiful, which is going to start making it more of an ideal lawn because they're an ideal client that cares about that kind of stuff. A lot of times the ideal clients are going to be more considerate and pick up their dog poop or pay for a service that comes, right? We scoop poop or whatever, you know, all kinds of, um, you know, uh, Krupen's Poopin, I think. Poopin Scoopin, I think, is a is a, another company out there and podcast. You know, like there's there's a lot of uh, companies out there now that in the service industry that will take care of your dog's waste. So whether they're paying someone to take care of their dog's waste or they're taking care of it themselves because they're an ideal client and they care, that's helping to contribute to their lawn becoming an ideal lawn. Just Just so many ways, right? So many different examples I can give of how an ideal client can actually do things towards making their non-ideal lawn an ideal lawn. Because a lot of times these people just move into this mess. You know, they, they they move into the house. The lawn is a disaster. You know, they bought the house for the house and the location, maybe the neighborhood, the school district, whatever. Or maybe they just needed something real quick, you know, for they got relocated for work. But at the same time, you know, they want to fix up the house and they don't and they don't want their lawn to be nasty a nasty mess. So they're going to want to invest in getting that fixed up. That That is your ideal client that now will hopefully in partnership with you help transition their non-ideal lawn into an ideal lawn. So typically the non-ideal lawns do match up with your non-ideal clients, right? The clients that don't care about their lawn are the ones that you probably don't want to deal with. They're probably not your ideal clients, right? So um, not to go in circles with this whole thing, but I think you guys can pretty much figure out everything that I said that it all kind of goes hand in hand. So I personally feel like focusing on the ideal client, where they are and where you can find more of them and build that route density. A lot of them stick together, stay in the same neighborhoods, they're neighbors with each other and friends. If you stick with them, then the ideal lawns will follow. Even if the current lawn isn't ideal, a lot of times they those people want to get it to be better. They want you know they don't know it's your i they don't they don't know about the ideal lawn for you. But you know both of you have the same kind of things in mind, right? You don't want to deal with the, the cutting the weeds and trimming the weeds and all that, and they don't want to look at the weeds for an example. So you know a lot of those things usually are uh, work together, uh, and, and you're both on the same page without even knowing it. So if you focus on the ideal client. Typically, you will have the ideal lawn, if not help transition into an ideal lawn. But there are still times where you have really good clients, ideal clients, and they're just not really, you know, there's certain things that they can't control, right? Like um, the slope of their, the, the grade of their lawn, right? They can control the weeds. So, okay, you have a nice lush you know, like you do all the services, you aerate seed, you treat it, all that stuff. And it's a nice, big, thick, beautiful, you know, lawn, but you know, they can't control the shape that, that it was created before they moved in. Right. You know, like if it's this weird, you know, awkward shaped, you know, backyard with a tiny gate that you got to get back with a small, get back there with a small mower and it takes you longer than it should and all that. Or, you know, maybe it's got some, 
you know, retaining walls and some drop-offs and stuff and whatever. And they, they, they can't fix that. And you just have to navigate that the best way you can. That's not really ideal, but it is what it is. You know, you have an ideal client that you can hopefully put up with their non-ideal lawn. You know, you can try and knock out as many of the things as you can that are non-ideal to make ideal, like weeds and things like that, bare spots, thin spots, grass isn't really growing, whatever. You know, you can kind of get that stuff taken care of and then just deal with the things that aren't really fixable. Like, you know, they live on a hill or something, you know, like it is what it is. That's why they have a retaining wall and this and that and whatever. Uh, there, there's already a pool installed. Hey, whatever it is, what it is, you're not going to remove the pool. You know, that's probably one of the reasons why they've got the house because they want to enjoy the pool. And now you just have to be extra careful trimming and blowing and all that stuff, you know, like it is what it is. Um, so that's, that's all my food for thought there. Just trying to get, get this out here during the spring rush to help you guys as you have all the calls and emails and random people coming up to you, um, throughout the, the spring rush season, don't get fooled. Don't get caught up in, in all this stuff and be all stressed out with the non-ideal clients and the non-ideal and or the non-ideal lawns and, and figure what, figure out what that is for you. I mean, I'm guessing I'm talking about pretty general things. I'm thinking, I'm, I'm guessing that most of the things that I mentioned are things that are common for anyone that would appreciate or not appreciate, but you know, Maybe you like riding your mower around and stepping all up in dog poop in the backyard. I don't know. Maybe that's your thing. And you just, you know, look at how muddy my tires are. Yeah. You know, and like spelling your name on the driveway or something. I, I, I don't know. And, and really it's all dog poop. I don't know. But I'm guessing not. So, but you, you figure out what that is for you and find those clients. Stay away from the other clients, you know, and, and, and the, the rest should work out on its own. So. Hope you guys are having a good start to your season, wherever that is for you, mulch, mowing, both, um, or something totally different, or you're getting geared up and ready to go. Um, appreciate you guys listening. I wish you all the best on your spring season. The spring rush is upon us, so uh, make sure you take care of yourself, get lots of rest when you can, and uh, make sure you stay hydrated and fill your body with nutrition so you can keep your mind and body you know straight and energized and full of what you need so that you can get through this crazy busy spring season and then you can go from there and you can crush it and uh, i will catch back up with you guys uh, later on down the road here so thank you for the toro company for sponsoring the lcr media podcast until the next episode this is the lawn care rookie signing off This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.